Mysteries and Redeemer, Jesus God's own Son, precious Lamb of God, Messiah, Holy One. Thank you, Second of August, 
2020. And I'm happy that you are still alive and listening to me. I'm happy that today we can discuss matters that affect parents and their children. But before I start, as I always do, I hope you are still protecting yourself from this virus. If you think the virus has disappeared, then think very well. It is still there. Even in UK here, some of the places are also, we've seen some increasing numbers again. So, let's pray and hope that soon this virus will be a thing of the past. But as it stands now, it is still with us. So please, protect yourself. Don't forget your marks. Don't put your marks under your chin. But get a full face cover, your nose and your mouth. Remember, sometimes I watch television and I see people, when they have the marks, but when they are speaking, you see the marks under their chin. Uh, if your marks is your chin and you are speaking, remember all these droplets coming from your mouth, you are not helping. So please, you can keep your mask on and you still speak and uh, we will, uh, I mean, people will hear you. So remember to wash your, your hands more frequently and, uh, with soap and running water and also ensure you maintain your social distance of one and two meters. Tonight, we're going to continue on what we started last week about parental uh, responsibility. But let me say this, my heart is deeply saddened with the news I hear from Ghana, my own country, within the past week, where a 90-year-old woman was killed by a mob of men and women who claimed that this poor woman was a witch. It's so sad. I couldn't watch the video where I see this old 90-year woman, you know, being linked with this mob. It is so sad to watch. My, my heart cannot stand things like this. Why are people so, so, so heartless to the extent that you beat this vulnerable poor woman to death without having a feeling? You don't know how of conscience. Why is it that it's always got to be an old woman who is a witch? Why is it that it's always got to be an old woman who is uneducated? Why is it that it's always got to be an old woman uneducated and poor? Why is it that it's always got to be an old man, old woman, uneducated, poor, and from the rural folk? Why is the witchcraft not pronounced for the educated? Why are the rich people not having the witchcraft? Why people living in the cities? not being tagged as witches, but always got to do with old, uneducated, poor, that woman living in that rural corner. Please, lack of knowledge, my people perish indeed. It's about time that we stop all these superstitious beliefs 
it might cease to avoid continuing to kill these innocent people. And I'm happy that the law enforcement agency are chasing these heartless individuals who took the law into their own hands to kill this innocent, somebody's grandmother, somebody's mother, in the name of superstition, in the name of belief. Let me assure you all, even if you escape the law, you cannot escape the God of heavens who made the life of this woman. That is all I want to say. In this modern age, I can't believe that there's a place in this country called a witch's cup where people who have dementia have been pronounced as witches. And this exists in the 21st world country. I can't believe that. It's about time all these things are demolished and proper care is taken for our aged. Aging is blessing from God. Not everybody will live to be 90. So let us take care of our aged. And God will bless us. Having said this, I want us to continue what uh, we left on last week. The topic we are discussing is uh, do not lose your God, parents. And it's about parental responsibility. We shouldn't lose our God as parents. We say that children are blessings and gifts from Almighty God. Psalm 127 verse 3. And God wants both parents to raise these children up. It is not God's intention that only one person raise a child because the child came into the world through two people. So it saddened my heart whenever there's only a single parent taking care of this child. But it's got to be reason. If the reason is tangible, that is fair. But it's because of, uh, what do you call it? Um, it's because the father is irresponsible or the mother is irresponsible. That is why only one person is taking care of the child. Then this is unfortunate. And it shouldn't happen because this gift of child was given to both people and you have to take proper care. Now, I want to let you know that giving birth to a child comes with responsibilities. And for Christians, if you are a Christian, God expects uh, from you to do more. As long as we live with our children, regardless of their age, God still expects us to care, to train, to guide, and to direct them in a godly manner until they become independent and leave our houses. As long as they stay with us, it is our responsibility as parents to take proper care of them. Your child can be 12 years, can be 15, a teenage, it can be 21. If he still live with you, it's your responsibility 
as a parent to direct them the way they should go so that when they grow, they will become men and women that you want. According to the scriptures, if you sow good seed in them, they will grow to be and then to yield the fruits that you want them. But if you don't and you ignore your responsibility as a parent, when they are young, you will leave to regret this. And that is why God says, we as parents to take, uh, should take responsibility. But what I want you to also understand is that raising up ch uh, children is not controlled by only the parents. There are a lot of influences that come on these children. First, you have to understand that culture of a people have influence on children. The environment where you raise your children also have influence. Education have influence. Peer pressure or friends also have influence on your children. And the last thing I will say is internet and social media has a very big, big influence on our kids. Now quickly, let me talk about culture. Culture of the people tremendously affects our kids' life, our children's life. Raising children in a cultural environment other than your own can be very stressful, especially for individuals who value their own culture than others. You know, some people find it extremely hard raising children abroad, especially when there is a cultural differences. With those who come from Africa, most of the time you hear people from Ghana saying that, oh, as for abroad, it's difficult to raise your children. Why? It's because of the cultural differences. You want to raise up your child in your own culture, but you are in somebody's land. You are in a foreign land. They also have their cultures and values. So sometimes you can see that kind of, you know, friction coming here. You can see that kind of tug of war between you, the parents, and the children. For example, it is unacceptable for a person below 18 to introduce someone as a boyfriend or a girlfriend to the parent of African descent. It's not acceptable. But to many of their host countries where you live, this is part of their culture. You understand? So you see a boy 13 or 14 come home and say, Ma'am, uh, uh, this is my girlfriend. And they see nothing about it. They see nothing about it. But go to African uh, parent and say the same thing. You'll be in trouble. Even saying that these things are changing. People are being influenced by the worst. So these are gradually changing. But as it is, the culture is that you cannot do that. You understand? Now, like going out for dating at this teen age in a foreign, uh, 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 is foreign to most of the African societies. For your 14 year old girl saying that, Dad, I'm going out a date with my boyfriend. It is unheard of to many 
of the Africans. But your host countries, these are normal. These are normal. But even that, if you ask them, is that how you always be? They will tell you that, oh, no. You know, uh, in the olden days, we didn't do that. But now, they have accepted it as part of their culture. Do you know? So, it becomes tag of war when you're trying to raise your children in an environment with different culture other than yours. What an African parent see as a cult uh, culturally unacceptable, especially how the elderly and the older people are embraced. Other cultures see it as normal. When we were young, when you take a bus, a transport, and then you sit in it, and then you see an old person getting into the transport, old person who can be your mother or your father, as soon as you see that person get into the transport, you have to get up and allow the person to sit. But things are changing. Now, where you find yourself, you see that you are on the bus and these young people are sitting in buses and you see old people standing in the bus, which is not the culture of yours. And sometimes you see, their older persons will even get up and ask the very old people to sit down. And you see these young folks sitting because they also have their right. But that is their culture. You don't want to train your children to be like this. But they also learn from these cultures and it become, you know, tag of four. In the Bible, culture and beliefs were used to guide Abraham when it came to the choice of a wife for his son Isaac. Abraham asked his servant, Eliza, to find a wife from his own country instead of his host country, Canaan. There were some Canaanite girls, but Abraham asked the servant to promise him that he would not get a wife from Canaan to, uh, for Isaac, but he would go back to his own country where they have different cultural and different religious beliefs. Why is this? I mean, you can't take up culture from this. So when we are training our children, we have to know that culture also has influence on them. On the land of Babylon, now, uh, the Abraham's one, we read from Genesis chapter 24, uh, verse 2 to 4, where Abraham asked his servant to, you know, fetch a wife for uh, 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 his son Isaac from his own country. Now, again, if you read Daniel chapter 1, you will see that Israelites were taken into slavery by the Babylonians. So Daniel and his three friends are now in Babylon. Now, these people, the king selected them as wise and the people of, you know, uh, 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 people that are, you know, healthy. The, the king want to use them for himself. So they were, you know, offer food and also taught their language so that the king can get benefit from them. But they presented some food which is foreign to uh, Daniel and his friends. And Daniel rejected this food. This is something that is not, uh, uh, I mean, uh, it's cultural food. So on the grounds of culture and beliefs, Daniel rejected this food. 
Even food can cause cultural and religious tension. Food. Now, I watched a video recently, though the video was staged. It is happening in a real life. Maybe you say that, oh, this is just a video, but it is happening in a real life. Okay, where a Mexican mother living in the U.S. of A with her son. And this mother had prepared her native food for this boy. And the boy came home with his American friend. And as soon as the boy entered, he started saying, hmm, what's going on? Hmm, something smells bad. He knew very well that this is the food that the mom has prepared. But, do you know what he said? He asked the man, what are you doing? What are you preparing? And the mom said, this is our native food. You know it. It's the food. He said, what? You can't do this in America. In the presence of his friend, the American friend, he's just saying that that food is abomination to the land of America. This teenage, the mother was so embarrassed, the behavior of her son. You see food. And then the boy said, well, this is America. You cannot cook like this here. So sometimes food can even cause tension between us and our children as we train them on a foreign land. So if you are, you know, raising your children, you need to introduce the food that you eat back home. So that when you take the boys or the girls home, they will not be found wanting. Because they are not going to get the pizzas and uh, uh, macronis and the rice over there. If that is not what you eat. But if you forget about all these influences, it will go against you. So the culture of the people have influence on our children that we raise. The second one is the environment. Environment where you raise your children may also have greater impact on them. If you raise them from rural setting or the city or peri-urban setting, these will also shape the life of your child. You have two identical twins and then raise them in different environment. Raise one in Africa, raise one in Europe. Let them grow at the age of 20. Put them together. You see different behaviors because they were raised in different environments. So environment also have influence in the children that we are raising. So ask yourself, where are you raising your children? It have impact. The next one is education. Education is also very, very important. Education, I would say, should not be denied for any child since it is a tremendous, uh, it has a tremendous and a positive impact on these children and also shape them when they become adults. I will advise parents, especially those in countries where education is expensive, you have to pay that they should try as much as possible to get their children educated because the edu education is a key to the child's de development when he grows old. 
I believe if you do that, you will not regret when you educate your child. It's very, very important. Now, thank God that there are some countries who have made education free. Like most of the countries in Europe, you go to school free. In America, secondary schools are free. Now, thank God that in Ghana, we also have free secondary schools. And thank the government and his people that they've made this possible. Because during my time, you see, I was lucky that somebody helped me to get my secondary education. But not everybody. I have some friends when we were children, they didn't have secondary education at all. I've been able to go to secondary school uh, and then also go to uh, have my uh, university education. But people, as soon as they finish their, their lower class school, and that is it. And now you can see the difference between me and them because they were deprived of that and all because of money. And that is why I'm saying we should thank the government who have made education free because it's important in our children's life. Now, if you have a free education in your country, take advantage of it. Don't deny your children. I mean, children sometimes become lazy. They don't see the need to have this education. It is us, the parents, that we should continue to guide and teach them so that they will know the value of importance of this education. And the fourth one is peers and friends. I mean, who will not have a friend? If even you are there and you don't have a friend, then you are somebody else because you cannot be an island where no one, you know, come to you. You understand? Friends have greater amount of influence on our children's behavior. Sometimes their friends even control them than you, the parents, you control. You say something, they go out there, their friends say B, you say A, their friends say B, they cliff to the B than to, uh, 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 you know, answer you. So as for parents, sometimes we have to take extra mile to know who our children's friends are. It's very, very important. We are guilty. We are guilty. I certainly here. I don't know all the friends of my children. And we have to do that. You have to know who is moving your child and to where. So that you can guide, you can also teach your child. If he's going a way that you think is not right, then you have to tell him, son, I don't like this. Where you are going is too sleepy and you shouldn't go there. So, parents, we should be uh, careful who uh, we should be careful when we are raising our children and we should know who our children, you know, have as a friend. Now, the next one, the fifth one I'll talk about is the internet and social media. Now, everywhere in the world, now the world has become a global village. You are sitting here, what is going on in Ghana? Just a minute, you know what is going on. Sometimes, you know, people call you from home. Do you know what is happening? I say, well, I even know it before you. Because the internet is a powerful tool to, you know, modernize everybody. So our children also are using the internet and social media.
You understand? And this is one of the greatest tools that shape our children's life. It has made children today become more knowledgeable as compared to my time where we didn't have even mobile phones. This is because of the rapid internet growth. People are becoming more knowledge. Although this internet can be a tool for modernizing our children, many concerns have been raised regarding the severe threats of fraud and evil morals posed to our vulnerable children. We have so many challenges on the internet, especially this social media. Who your child is speaking to, do you know? We will come there as we you know, go along with this uh, lesson. We have to talk about this uh, uh, in a deeper sense. You understand? Internet fraud is now being used as a weapon to prey on our children. Some children are being bullied, sexually abused, all through the internet. So as parents, we need to know who is chatting with our children and what is it regarding. I know some children who wake up as early as 2 o'clock in the morning, 3 o'clock, and you go to their rooms, you are on their computers chatting with friends at that age. And this also has influence over their education. Because sometimes these children will not learn. They are playing games. They are chatting with friends and doing all sorts of things on the internet. While the parents, you are sleeping. That is why it takes two to tango. It takes the two both mother and father to take care of this child because sometimes when one person is raising up a child it's very very difficult because most of the time most of the time what we have noticed if you find out a uh, single parenting most of the time about 95 percent are women taking care of these children okay only single uh, fathers about five percent so you can see that the influences on the mothers on children are solid. But sometimes these children, they barely listen to their mothers. They rather have some little fear from their father. So if you father, you leave your responsibility and leave all the child care on the mothers. You know what you are doing? You are depriving your children from your uh, father's control. And that will not help them. That is why God said, train up your own child the way that he should go. So that when he becomes old, he will not depart from it. It is wrong for you, father, giving birth to a child and you don't know where this child is. Sometimes, you see, some people even boast themselves. Do you know how many children I have? I have 13 children. And then you ask them, how many do you know? Maybe three. What about the other ten? They are just under the matrix of this weather. He doesn't care. All he knows is to bring these children. But let me remind you, fathers, all those who are doing that, don't think you go scot-free. God, who gave you this, I mean, gift, you will stand before him. 
Let me tell you, it's your responsibility. You stand before him. Why you bring the child into this world and you make him suffer without your contribution to train this child? You are going to stand before God. So if you are a parent, if you are a father and listen to me, and you've brought up children into this world and you don't know them, please, today as you hear from me, go and start looking for your children. If you have wronged them, go and beg for forgiveness and go and see your children. Because sometimes it's so, so sad that some children would not even know their fathers who brought them into the world. But one day you are sitting there and somebody will come and say, your father is not well. They say, who is my father? Oh, this man said, uh, uh, it's your father. So what do you want me to do? You never contributed a penny to my upbringing. And now you are old, and now you, ca you cannot cater for yourself, and now you need my help. You see how it is. Whatever you plant at the early days, you are stand to reap at the olden times. So it is very, very important uh, 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 when you get uh, to your old age, very, very important not to ignore your responsibility as a father in times of this and bring up your children. Considering all these influences I have said, parents or guardians have a God-given role to guide them against all these negative influences. Okay? The Holy Book advises, you train up your child in a way that he should go. And he said, even when he is old, he will not depart from it. Parents, we have a responsibility to bring our children in a godly manner. Let us not lose our focus. Let us not lose our God. Because whatever you do today, you stand before the Almighty God and give an account. If you are not ready to bring our children into this world, if you are not ready to show that responsibility, please don't. You have so many ways to protect yourself so that you don't bring these children. Okay, if you and your wife, you marry, and you think that we are not ready to care for children, please, you protect yourself so that you don't bring any children and come and disturb them in this world. And if you are also giving birth, please try to give birth to the number that you think you can take care of. You yourself, you don't have any support for yourself. And you are bringing six children, seven children, ten children. And when you ask yourself, oh, God will take care of them. Look, God is not so naive like you. He doesn't take care of other people's children. Your own children he has given to you, and you have a responsibility to care for your own children. Sometimes they're very sad, and people will be given birth, and even they don't know what their children are. They're very sad. Brothers and sisters, parents, we have a God-given responsibility. Let us not lose our God. Let us not slack. Let us continue to do whatever we, 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 we can to help these children grow in a way that God wants us. And God will bless you. Because of time, I want to pause here. And in part three, we are going to look at the reason why children have become so disobedient uh, in our time. Is it the fault of this? Or is it because God has said that in the latter time, 
children will become disobedient to parents. Is that a reason or is the fault of our uh, 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 the, uh, what they call the parent? A lot of things come to play. Why children are like uh, uh, who they are today. But let me end you here. Now, if you are not a Christian, please, I'm inviting you to accept Jesus Christ because he is our judge and he is our savior. Jesus is coming again where all of us are going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ and is going to judge us. If you are not a Christian, ask yourself, where are you going to be? Please, I would advise you to look for the Church of Christ. Wherever you are, Church of Christ is everywhere. Go and visit them and they can teach you a lot of things to prepare you for the, uh, uh, the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So that when Jesus comes again, you'll not be found wanting. Jesus is inviting you. Please listen to his voice because he's knocking at the door of your heart. If you open up for him, he will come and stay with you and he will rule with you in his kingdom. Brothers and sisters, parents, are you losing your guard? If you have lost your guard, please, you can amend it. All hope is not lost. You understand? You can amend it. So again, I'm your brother, Paul Offield. If you want to ask me any question, my number is on the screen. It can be above the screen or below the screen. If you are watching me from YouTube, please, why don't you subscribe to my channel so that whenever I put a video on, you'll be first to have it. Thank you for listening to me tonight. And God bless you. And good night, my brother and sister. Amen.